this concept actually amazes me, this analog to digital conversion. It, it has three basic steps. The first one is the sampling. Welcome back to the Voice Tech Podcast. This is the show that brings you the latest research and developments in the field of voice technology through a series of entertaining, inspirational, and informative conversations with voice technology experts. You'll hear about the latest products and concepts in voice, get new ideas for your own voice projects, and learn about the tools and techniques that will turn those ideas into reality. Today, you'll hear from Doach Bassaran, a postdoctoral researcher at CNRS, the French National Scientific Research Centre. This conversation is a bit more technical than the previous episodes, so I've split it into two parts to make it easier to digest. In part one, which you'll hear today, we cover the basics of signal processing as applied to music and voice. In part two, which will be released shortly, we'll explore Doach's research into audio fingerprinting, alignment, and melody extraction. We'll also discuss query by humming, and why learning how to build neural networks has become an essential skill in the field. So today, Doach gives us a crash course in signal processing, where we learn what signal processing is and discover some of its many applications. Leveraging his teaching experience, Doach uses simple language and real-world examples to explain the fundamental signal processing concepts that are used in voice technology today. He defines frequency, period, stationarity, and describes how sound cards use sampling and the Nyquist theorem to convert analog sing signals into digital. He then recommends some good educational resources and software packages so you can learn more about signal processing and get started right away on your own programming projects. Just a quick reminder, if you haven't done so already, go ahead and check out the Voice Tech subreddit on Reddit. It's a place for listeners like you to gather and interact. You can ask questions and get answers, uh, post links to things that you find on the web, be it voice technology news, products, research, whatever you like. So head over to Reddit now and subscribe to the Voice Tech subreddit, or just visit voicetechpodcast.com slash reddit. So with that, I bring you Doach Basaram. So I'm here with Doach Basaran, a postdoctoral researcher at CNRS, which is the Centre National de la Recherche Scientifique, or French National Scientific Research Centre. Hello, Doach. Hello. Thanks very much for uh, joining us here. So we're here in uh, the sunny Salberio at uh, IRCAM uh, itself, and the uh, research center. Uh, we're looking out uh, onto the Place Stravinsky. Yeah, it's a very nice view. The beautiful setting to, to host this. Uh... Exactly. <laughs> okay, so um, Doach, could you first of all like give us uh, a bit of an idea about um, your background, uh, where you come from, and, and what led you to where you are now? I'm from Turkey, from Antalya. I uh, did my uh, PhD in Boğaziçi University in Istanbul. Um, I was a musician as well while I was uh, in undergraduate. Okay. Um, we had a band named Badem. Well, we, we went to do a demo once to a professional music studio, which was like a space station at the time for me. And uh, <laughs> at, uh, there I... F figured out the, I mean, 
the relationship between the electronics engineering and the signal processing mm. or music. Okay. Musical signal processing in general. Uh, the that I discovered that day and after that I became a better student, started to work on signal processing, trying to understand the concepts. And that changed my life actually. Then I went into a master program, then I went into the PhD. Okay. And so your your interest in signal processing came from uh, the interest and your passion in in music. And uh, so you went ahead, you did a master's in it, then you went ahead and did a PhD. Yeah, in my master's, I did lots of signal. I, I tried lots of signal processing algorithms like uh, solar algorithms. You know, they, they are mostly used for time stretching or pitch shifting. You take your voice, use the algorithm, shift the pitch, and now you have the third. Shift the pitch again, now you have the fifth. So, so you can make a harmony with your own voice. Exactly. Then you can, you can use the back vocals with yourself. In this episode, we wanted to cover a bit about the the core signal processing concepts because I know it's uh, it's pretty complicated and it's quite alien to, to most of us. I don't think uh, many people who listen to music are thinking about the music on a on a signal processing level. Uh, but if you want to manipulate the sound, like you say, it's important to understand uh, the basics, at least, of what's going on in order to be able to use the the algorithms that are that are available. Well. Um... Actually, for to be able to use the algorithms, it's more of a practical point of view. So you don't really need to understand the whole thing. I mean, for example, every, every guitarist uses a compressing compressor pedal, right, on on the stage. But I mean, they know the sound, how it sounds. They know the result, so they can manage it. But they don't know what it is doing exactly. Sure, sure. I mean, from the practical point of view, you really don't need to understand everything, but if you're interested in that stuff and trying to understand everything, then it's more enjoying. So that, that that's that's why I uh, I went into signal processing. You can appreciate it on a deeper level, and and it's often the eighty twenty rule as well. A little knowledge goes a long way. Exactly. Uh, should we just uh, briefly describe like what is signal processing in a in a general sense? A general sense. Okay. So a, a signal is basically an electrical signal that you you are able to record. For example, a microphone takes the air pressure that you create with your sound yes and turns it into an electric electric signal okay, so, so that i mean so that you can modify it analyze it synthesize it do lots of stuff on it i mean for example if you record your vocals you 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 talk to a, through a microphone it there's a coil inside with a magnet that shifts with the diaphragm in a dynamic microphone that we use now. Right, it's literally a physical system. Yeah, yeah. it changes the magnetic field so that the coil creates the electric. And that is your sound in the computer, actually. So you take the sound, you do whatever you want to do. For example, you can add echo you, so that your sound could, uh, could uh, your voice could sound like you're in a cathedral. You can add echo reverb like that. You can add distortion on your guitar recording. You can you can do lots of modifications according to your task, whatever you want to do. So sig signal processing, basically what it does is you record the signal somehow with a sensor. With a sensor, we mean the microphone, the line, whatever you have. Mm -hmm. Then... According to your purpose, you modify it, then put it back so that you can listen it in a, I mean, in a sense you want, you want to hear it. Right. So that, that is what a signal processing is. Great. 
uh, I had a quick look on on Wikipedia, and uh, it sums up uh, what, what exactly what you just said. It said signal processing concerns the analysis, synthesis, and modification of signals, which are broadly defined as functions conveying information about the behavior or attributes of some phenomenon, such as sound images, biological measurements, etc. Actually, the it's it, there is this fact that when you say signal processing, most of the people understand image processing. They don't understand that audio processing. Really? Oh, to to me, that's not. I wouldn't say that. For for me, it's natural. It's when I see signal processing, I mean audio signal processing. But uh, in the rest of the world, when you say signal processing, people understand image or video video signal. Is that right? Oh, in my mind, uh, when I hear signal, I just think radio. I just think of electrical waves moving through the air. So to think about uh, the voice as a signal or biological measurements as a signal, that requires a little bit more like abstract thought. Well, these are also signals. I mean, um, whatever you you represent in a computer with ones and zeros, they can all all be taught as a signal. So signal processing is about capturing real-world phenomena and encoding it so that a computer can manipulate it, basically. Um, but I noticed that it's not just audio and image. There's actually a whole list of fields that signal processing used in. Uh, I couldn't name them off the top of my head. Again, I looked online. Um, earthquakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the EEG signals, ECG signals, e- they're also... Right. They're, EEG, they, yeah, and all the It's all very the similar. Um, the biomedical signal processing is very similar to audio signal processing. Indeed. So financial signals. and Exactly. Uh, they're, they're all the same. I mean... You, you have a time series. Actually, in mathematical point of view, you have a time series and you want to manipulate it somehow and obtain another time series Yes, from a mathematical point of view. They're all the same. If you have a financial data, if you have a seismic data, if you have an audio data, they're all the same. Fantastic. Okay, so now that we've covered um, what signal processing is and the types of signals that we can have... Um, Let's talk about uh, some of the, the the basic concepts in signal processing. Well, I understand, Dyatch, you've, you've actually taught signal processing for a bit. So you, yeah. you're used to explaining these quite complicated topics <laughs> to people who have never come across them before, which is going to include most of the people listening to this uh, this, pro- this program. Well, so, I mean, I'm, I'm sure uh, they uh, encountered it at a point because, I mean, signal processing is everywhere. Just you don't notice it if you don't see. It's everywhere. I mean, uh, most of my students understand the concept very well when I said that you, you're using your EQ in your car when you're listening to music. Yeah. So do you know what it is? It's actually a filter. You, you want to, I mean, a signal that repeats itself in one second in how many times? So that is what a frequency is. If it repeats itself a hundred times in one second, then the frequency is 100. So it's the number of oscillations, repetitions in one second or in a period of time in a unit. Okay. So the frequency representation comes from the fact that then um, you can represent your uh, your signal with a sum of sinusoids and each sinusoid is a single frequency. Okay. So thinking back to our math class when we were, you know, <laughs> yeah, much so, younger. <laughs> so yeah, every signal, to just simply think about every signal can be written as a sum of sinusoids. And every sinusoid is a frequency so that you in, you, in the end, you have a frequency representation. That's actually used in EQs because um, when you talk about frequency, you talk about the base. You, take, you talk about the mid, middle frequencies and you talk about high frequencies. So 
for example, if you want to hear more about the bass when, when in, in your car, then you increase the bass in your EQ, right? Right. So that's, that's, in, that's increasing the amplitude of the, uh, of the bass frequencies, which are the, the frequencies which have a, a low periodicity, the ones that oscillate a fewer no, it's, times it's within It's a high the... period, but low frequency. If it is a low low frequency, so if it is like two, for example, it repeats itself two times, so the period is very high. So the period is the length from one uh, peak to, to the next in, yes. in the wave that's just going up and down, up and down. Uh, and the frequency is the number of times or the number of peaks that you get within one second. Exactly. Okay. So long story short, I mean, uh, when I teach my students, I, I, I like giving real, real life ex experiences. For example, there is this phenomena called stationarity of a system. Every, every, everything around you is a system. You give the input, you take the output, right? So, and in between, there is a system. You have an amplifier. You give an input with your guitar, you take a sound from your amplifier. So everything is a system and there is this stationarity uh, in the systems. So, for example, in a concert, when uh, you hear this tweaky, very disturbing, high-pitched high noise. Oh, yeah. Well, when they put the microphone too close to the speaker. That's a very good example for non-stationarity, for example. Non-stationarity. Yeah, non-stationarity. I okay. mean, the non-stationarity means that your system, you give a logical input, and a meaningful input to your system, and it gives a crazy output. I see. So stationarity is it's a, the predictability of a certain input will always give a certain meaningful output. Meaningful input and meaningful output. But a non-stationarity means you give one input and it will give you a whole different range of outputs. Yeah, and, and, and that, that, that's called the feedback in, in the concerts. Actually, like, you, okay, you, you talk to your microphone, it goes to the mixer and it is amplified and comes to your, amp, comes to your monitor and goes to your mic again and it, it make, kind of makes a loop and it increases the sound. Then then this tweaking high pitched noise you hear okay so one of the uh, one of the other uh, basic fundamentals of signal processing is the sampling theorem are you able to just concisely uh, <laughs> sum up <laughs> yeah okay the in this in this okay the this concept this concept actually amazes me this analog to digital conversion it, it has three basic steps the first one is the sampling so the the idea here that most of people do not think about is this in in real life everything is analog you hear analog you see analog you don't you nothing is digital of course okay you we why do we make it digital so because we want to represent them in a computer so that we can use the computational power there to make the modifications I'm afraid that's the end of this episode's free preview. That's right, full episodes of the Voice Tech podcast are only available for a limited period of time after their release. The full one-hour episode is available to Voice Tech Pro subscribers, along with all the other episodes we've produced. Go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro, where for just a few dollars a month, you can become a Voice Tech Pro and receive a range of exclusive benefits. Voice Tech Pros get more content each month. You unlock access to the entire catalogue of full-length episodes, including this episode. You can enjoy extra content, such as exclusive interviews just for Voice Tech Pro subscribers, plus bonus questions in the main interviews, 
and you also get to hear episodes sooner than everyone else, weeks ahead of their public release in fact. Voice Tech Pros also get a special role in our online community, higher quality episodes with no ads and studio quality sound, and a chance to support the show and ensure we keep on producing more great episodes like this one. So please go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro and become a Voice Tech Pro today.